Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, on the pace for this Thursday morning. Over the next 10 minutes or so, we'll discuss all things New South Wales harness racing a little later today with the excitement of the Kosciuszko draw just taking a place. But last night we had Bathurst, of course. Michael Musket was our guest on yesterday morning's edition and he managed to get a winner home in the seventh event on Bathurst card with Can't Bluff You. So hopefully those who listened in were able to find that winner and Bernie Hewitt had a training double early on as well he trained the first winner Ryan's gangster and also uh, a little later on in the card in race number four Carla Jane was able to get the job done and Amanda Turnbull also struck early with the second and third winners on the card from a training and driving perspective in a couple of three-year-old fillies and Sweet Chariot and Alta Madeira getting the job done we head to Penrith tonight Eight races. The first gets underway at just after 6 o'clock, 6.12 in fact. And then, of course, we'll have a busy end to this week as well. We had the fields come out for Menangle yesterday, a little later, just due to uh, the Monday night Metropolitan meeting this week. And the Group 3 feature for this Saturday night is the Ladyship Stakes. And we've also already seen a few scratchings. The 1 and the 7 from the Grimson Barn have been taken out. So that'll just leave us with the 6 runners. That'll be race number 5 on the card. And Mick Gearham uh, will hopefully find a few winners at that card tomorrow on finding winners at around 10.30. But tonight, let's try and find a winner at Penrith. And Jared Auction has two runners in tonight's two-year-old event, which is race number six on the card, My Ultimate Ronnie and My Ultimate Skeeter. And they do look the two hardest to beat as well. And what is quite a deep two-year-old race for a Thursday night. But Jared's been kind enough to join us this morning. Thanks for your time, Jared. How are you? Good, thanks, Brent. It's been a busy time the last few months, we know that much, but it's about to get a lot busier with the Breeders' Challenge just around the corner. Firstly, I guess we just double back to Tuesday with, I guess he has to be the stable star, although there's a stable full of really good two-year-olds this season with my ultimate Byron back at Menangle. And it would it's easy to, to look at him race and forget that he's a two-year-old. He's just rated sub-53 and has just jogged it. Firstly, how's he pulled up? No, he, he generally pulls up um, a bit jaded after his runs because he's um, he's he takes a bit out of his runs. Um, he gets pretty worked up, and he um, like his first four runs like takes him a day or so to get over it. But um, this week, I just I couldn't believe how well he pulled up. It was like he hadn't even had a run. Um, the vet went over him on Wednesday morning, and she just couldn't fold him. She said he's just pulled up an absolute treat. So. He'll have a few days on the water walker now uh, and then we'll look to go to that Penrith heat in a fortnight today. Um, but, yeah, he's um, he's pretty special and um, I get pretty nervous every time he goes around, but um, it's good nerves, I guess. I'd rather have that problem than uh, worrying whether he's going to keep up. In terms of the time since he won that Group 1 back in April, he obviously had some time off, and he seems to be, without seeing him in the flesh, quite a, a tall, racy style of horse, but probably not necessarily a two-year-old type. What development came through that little mid-season break? Yeah, he definitely doesn't look like a, a two-year-old, that's for sure. He, he's big and strong, and um, he's got like big joints, and he's got three-year-old written all over him. But for a horse that's so big, he's, um, he's very athletic. So 
he he sort of he probably didn't grow any. I don't think height wise um, with the spell, but he definitely filled out into himself. So he, he's a big horse now, and I, I actually haven't weighed him, but he, he would he would weigh a fair bit. Um, and because he's not an overly good track worker, he um, he sort of carries a fair bit of weight because he only does what he has to at home. So the more he can race, the fitter he'll get. So I think every run you're going to see more improvement out of him. He's by some beach somewhere, and we've seen on a few occasions, probably more so in his trials in the lead-up to his career kick-starting, the fact that he can get a little bit above himself from time to time, but he's been able to sort of get away with it to this point in time. I noticed the other day, I, I didn't quite notice at Penrith, but he looks as though he's had a few gear changes. He used to wear those fixed earmuffs, but they look to have come off. So has he developed mentally a little bit as well? He might get him back on. <laughs> he was he was pretty hot the other day, so um, yeah, we're just humming and ahhing whether we put him back on him. He, he when he sees the gate, he's fine. Um, Cam said he's just like a professional racehorse, but just in the warm up and that, um, he can get a little fizzed up. The other day, he, he was pretty hot in the warm up and and walking around behind the mobile. But um, I think that that's the sun beach somewhere coming out of, out in him. But like I was told um, by an American trainer a few years ago that the reason they reckon the Sun Beach somewheres don't do a good enough job down under is because we try and calm them down too much. You've got to keep them, the good ones are like that. So um, I, I don't want to calm him down too much, but it's a fine line. But with him, I guess, when he sees that gate, he knows it's game time and like he he's just electric off the gate and then Kim just just runs the bit through his mouth and he comes back to him like he just relaxed put up the back straight the other day and then he he sort of just give him a little flick up with the whip and like Cam said he honestly got him in 26.8 he said he felt like he could have gone another quarter just as quick he's just so strong so we just got to hope he can just keep improving a bit because he'll obviously need to 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 win these group ones but um, yeah I couldn't be happier with where he's at he can't have done any more. The margin of his victories, the least that he's won by is about 12 and a half metres. So we haven't really seen him, I guess, ask for an effort, so to speak, or, or challenged, which you, I guess, have to assume will come when it comes to a race like the Breeders' Challenge. It seems to be a really strong crop of two-year-olds this year, not only in New South Wales, but then if you look towards a Breeders' Crown, we've seen him in front in all of his races. What What's he like in track work, which is, I guess, our best indication on how he will come off a helmet? Do you think that will prove any issue? Because I guess it's just the one unknown when you see horses lead and win all of the time. You just have to just to question what they'll be like back in a field. Yeah, I, well, last prep he, he used to get a little fired up in behind. But this prep, we've done a lot of work sitting him in. And um, like at home now, he just wears an open bridle on a snaffle bit, like in track work. And... He, he hardly tightens the rein, you know, so he does get a little hot at the races. Um, and But just going off his track work, I think when the time comes, he will be able to sit in. Um, I don't think it'll have to come this season because he's just so quick out of the gate. He, like, he he come out in 25-4 and four in the Breeders' uh, in the APG final, and I honestly think he's got quicker out of the gate since then because uh, he put a little bob- bobble in at the start that night. Um, and his gait's improved. Um, 
oh, I've got no doubt he'd come out in 25 if he had to. So, honestly, I just don't think he, at the moment, he, I think you'll probably find him in front in most of his starts. But depends, like, if we go to Melbourne with him, I think, and you draw the second line, that's something that he'll have to learn to do. But in all his track work, we sit him in, in behind, and he, he's, he's good. So... I do think you'll be all right, but I don't think we'll have to find out for a little bit longer yet. So his his play to and through the Breeders' Challenge will be the heat in a fortnight's time you just mentioned at Penrith, and he's obviously showed he, he went there a fortnight ago and won. So despite being a big two-year-old, and he's obviously so well-gated that there's no issue with Penrith, but that's the, the path you're going to take? Um, he'll definitely be nominated for Penrith, and then we'll... Like we'll discuss whether we start him there or not, um, but he'll definitely be nominated there, um, and then hopefully he starts there. That um, that would be my preference. Start there, and then and then he obviously, if he won there, he wouldn't be allowed to go around the following round of heats. So we'd probably just give him a trial, and then into the semi-final. If he doesn't go around there in a fortnight, he'll just trial and then go around in the heat at Menangle. It's a bit of a long, drawn-out series this year. How how do you sort of – do you have to just have in mind that your peak's still six weeks away or is he at a point now where he sort of looks after himself so well that it's just keeping a lid on things? No, it's actually a bit frustrating having it drawn out for so long because, like, you, you've got them up and going. You really want them to be in the races, um, not sitting in their box for six weeks. But I think – because he does look after himself in track work and he's so big, like, there's a lot of improvement left in him yet. Like, I honestly think he's probably 30, 40 kilos still over his racing weight. Well, I think he's still probably... He's definitely looking at him, he'd be that much um, heavier than when he raced in the APG final. So he's as big as I've ever had him. So I think he's still got a lot of improvement yet. So... I, I'd done that on purpose, knowing that it was going to be a long, drawn-out series. Yeah, well, he's a clubhouse leader at the moment in your team, but there's not a bad uh, undercard team, if you could call them that. You'd be happy to have any of the other two-year-olds that you have in the current system any other year, but they're, I guess, chasing him down at the moment. My ultimate, Ronnie and my ultimate ski to go around tonight at Penrith. Now, they're both race winners. They've both done a good job thus far in their careers. They're obviously heading in that same path towards the Breeders' Challenge. Yeah, yep. They'll head towards the Breeders' Challenge. This will probably be their last run before and then they'll race in a fortnight in the heats at, at Penrith. Um, like uh, Mildman Skid, he's improved out of sight just recently. We always didn't mind him, but he was just an absolute dope, um, just a real dopey horse, just dumb. Um, and just within the last month, things have just started to really fall into place with him and he's gone to another level. And my ultimate, Ronnie, we've always had a, a nice opinion of him. He's just, he's an absolute awesome type of a horse. And I think he's got three-year-old written all over him. He's a very heavy, he's a colt, and he's very heavy colt. But um, he's probably one of the stable favourites because he's just, he's got the looks, so everyone likes him. But probably, I drove him at his last start, and I don't think I drove him that well. I probably got a bit impatient. Um, I think if I had a, showed a bit more patience on him I think he probably nearly would have won the race but um, 
I think I think he he's probably the pick of the two tonight. Okay, all right, he goes. Well, they both go around tonight at Penrith, and that'll be quite a strong two-year-old race, I think. The format of that will be quite solid. You had another two-year-old, Madrid, a filly, go around at the trials yesterday. Uh, she looks pretty special in her own right. 154 flat at the trials. You can't ask for a great deal more. She um she just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, I've always liked her. I've ha- I had an opinion of her ever since I give her a first preparation as a baby um, and then things sort of went amiss with her and didn't know whether she was going to make it back this season and she's come back and she has just taken a little while to come to it. Sort of had to rush her a little bit just to get her ready for that APG um, sovereign race and which she won and won well and I think she's just gone to the next level since then. Um, I drove her in a couple of trials and, and the races and I put Cameron on her at the... Um, at the trials yesterday, and he just come off shaking his head. He, he just couldn't believe how well she went um, and how fast she is. Oh, I think she's going to be a major player in the um, in the Breeders' Challenge. I think she's got good gate speed, she's got good speed, and, and now she's starting to get the manners to go with it. And what's her plan towards her races? Because being by Bling It On, she's Breeders' Challenge blue as well. Yeah, well... Um, I put her in on Tuesday at Menangle. There's a Phillies race. Uh, so, yeah, I think that hopefully that race stands up, which it looks like it's going to. So um, I've put her in there. She'll go there. And then I think the owners um, weren't real keen on going to Penrith um, for the heat there. They'd rather keep it to Menangle. So we just have a chat with them and in the, after next Tuesday and see whether we go to Penrith or whether whether we wait for the for the heat here at Menangle a couple of weeks after that. What's it about this year's crop of two-year-olds? Because we know that Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin generally have super crops of two-year-olds, but yours is probably as good as theirs this year, if not better. What's changed this year? Is it just the right horses? Did you change the way... You prep them this year. Is it the fact that you miss those early season? Because from what I can remember, you didn't seem to have any in the in the Bathurst series and and earlier on. Is it just the, the longer season you've been able to play it out? What is it? Um, yeah, I think a lot of it has been luck. Um, just lucky to get the right horses this year. And um, I think um, Scott from Tumby Park like puts a lot of thought into the into the buying process of it at the yearling sales and I think he's changed he's definitely changed the way he, he buys them now and and I think we've put a few things in place at my barn too that's really helped um, we've, we've changed our spelling um, stable now like we we now use uh, Vanderville um, and I think they do a terrific job so when they come from the sales they go there we generally try not to break them in now for for at least six to eight weeks, if not longer, after the sales. We like to let them down after the sales. Um, and then they go to Vanderville for a couple of months there. And and then, secondly, we've opted not to go to Bathurst. Um, I think just with the longer year, um, we don't need to have them up as early. So we've, we opted not to go to Bathurst this year. And I think just all them things fell into place, you know, and... Um, and yeah, we we've just got a got a nice crop too. So um, we did change a few things, and I did think it helped for the better.
Whatever it is, keep doing it because it's working this year. And quickly before I let you go, last start winner, last start group one winner, my ultimate Levi and also my ultimate Baxter. Where are they at? Can we expect to see them at the back end of this of this season? No, uh, my ultimate Levi, he's he's done for the season now. He's he just come back to me last week. He had a couple of weeks off in Queensland, and uh, he come back to me. And I just thought that he needed to grow more. He um, he grown up just in two weeks I reckon he'd gotten taller but he hadn't filled out any so we made the decision to put him out at Vanderville he's out there now and he'll have a good three months off now and he can get ready for next season hopefully he matures in his body and in his mind um, because his mind can wander a little bit and Milder and Baxter had um, he's been back he had his first class work this morning so he's been back a couple of weeks. So he had a, he had a light piece of fast work this morning, and he'll look towards Breeders' Crown. Excellent stuff. All righty, we'll appreciate your time this morning, Jared. Best of luck uh, through the next few weeks and months. I'm sure it's going to be a busy end to the season. Good luck with it all. No worries. Thanks a lot, Brett. Jared Alchin there this morning. Seriously, an incredible crop of juveniles this year. Already two Group 1s to the CV and with the Breeders' Challenge and the Breeders' Crown still to come. Uh, and in... Not only the, the two-year-old Colts and Geldings, but also in the two-year-old Phillies division with Madrid. He could be in for even further spoils. Best of luck if you're having an investment tonight at Penrith. Uh, as Jared just mentioned there, the best of his duo in that sixth event looks to be the eight-mile ultimate Ronnie Ray six, number eight. That goes around at 8.45. Mick Guerin will be on board tomorrow at 10.30 to find some winners at Menangle on Saturday.